0: Hello everyone. My name is Maciej Novak, and welcome to Awesome to Know podcast, where we discuss all things WordPress. My today's guest is Noël Tok, partner at Humanmade. Noël, code since a teenager, successfully launched his own products and take care of growth at Humanmade for a decade now. In this episode, we talk a lot about cycles, hype cycles, product cycles, and product development from an agency perspective. We also discuss working remotely, building stuff for enterprise, and what to expect from the future. If you don't want to miss new episodes and keep learning more about WordPress, subscribe to Awesome to Know newsletter at awesomestudio.com newsletter. That is osomstudio.com slash newsletter. If you watch this on YouTube, give us a thumb and subscribe to the channel. This means a world to us. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Noel Talk.
1: everyone it's good to have you here we're glad you decided to tune in for this episode of the awesome to know podcast hi Noel, how are you yeah good much thanks very much uh, thank you for joining the podcast i really appreciate this you're more than welcome um i, I think you know like you, you've got something cool going on i've seen some of the previous episodes uh so having some you know nice uh, guest diversity across the board uh, it seems like it's working out well for you. So yeah, congrats! Thank so you.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. This
1: is this is very kind. You know, this this started recently. We, we
0: I have recorded a, a couple of episodes, but you know, um, those were those are very kind words. So I I really appreciate them. Um, yeah. So so tell me a little bit for our guests as well. You know about yourself. You know, I see you have very nice. You know, when we were talking last time. The skyline was very nice, the weather was great, <laughs> I'm sitting you know, in, in my proper uh, winter uh, sweater because the, there is a blizzard outside, <laughs> so uh, 20 centimeters of snow, but, you know, yeah.
1: no. How, how is it going for you? Yeah, no, it, it, it's good. Uh, I, I, I spend, you know, a, a lot of winter time either in South Africa or in Southeast Asia. Um, and that helps a lot with all the medical issues i have like hips and cold hands no. and cold feet and all that kind of stuff so uh, yeah no, it's it's perfect I, I i'm happy at 37 oh 37 30, right now not 37 years old but 37 degrees uh, i wish i was 37 yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly this was, this was what i was referring
0: that the, the temperature but, yeah, you know, yeah 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 that's that that's that's great but after a couple of months it can get you know mm, you know tiring I love it. no
1: no, I'm used to it.
0: Ah, that's great. Yeah, you adapted. <laughs>
1: Always. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh
0: you know, um so from let's say a little bit for of a professional background, you know, um we are a partner at Human Made. Uh, can you introduce yourself from this perspective for our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh so we're we're three partners at Human Made, uh Tom, Joe and myself. Um the business started over a decade ago uh we joined forces by uh wanting to i mean they tom and joe had an agency back then i had a happy tables uh which was like selling uh themes for restaurants and you know that was pretty cool and at some point we just decided to put everything together because uh they we we, we turned happy tables to the theme business into a sas uh like kind of like squarespace for restaurants but you know, before Squarespace was really something to kind of compete with. Uh, so maybe we're a bit early on, on, on that side of things, but um, yeah, that's where we, we came together. And essentially since then, we've been a WordPress company, I'd say. We've, we, we predominantly do agency stuff at the enterprise level. Uh, we've built a lot of products uh, over the years, be it Happy Tables, be it uh, WP Remote, uh, which we were managing like 150,000 sites on at some point uh we had um we had a few plugins and you know now we obviously have altus uh in terms of you know driving uh cloud plus digital experiences uh, my role in the whole thing is chief growth officer um, but really you know uh, ultimately what it comes down to is i enjoy building cool things with cool people and you know wherever that you know kicks off uh i, I have a great time and that you made that is uh the, the growth of the business that is what we productize um, that is you know where we try to innovate and you know bring wordpress into the future if you will
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's super interesting because you know from from my perspective it's like you had a business a product you know um happy tables it was a product and that was growing and then you merged um you know joint forces with the agency so uh, can you tell tell me a little bit how did it happen have you known each other did you have you been working together <laughs> Or is
1: it it sealed uh, top secret? No, 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 no. (laughs) Everything's open. Everything's open. Ah, Uh, No, 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 no. We, I met, I met Tom and Joe randomly on a client call uh, and the client was very nice. Um, And it was, it was going to be like my, it was going to be my first sort of um, exposure to what the client does, what their ambitions are. So it was a bit of like a pitch deck and everything. And they had already been working with that client for, you know, a certain amount of time. And, uh, being like having no employees, just being the two of them. And by the end of the pitch from the client, I was like, hmm, you know, this is this is a bit too ambitious. I, I don't think it's going to it's not a project for me uh, in, in terms of, you know, what the expectations were from the client, how it's going to unfold. Um, and so I, I called up the, the two guys after and I was like, hey, Tom and Joe, uh, really cool meeting you. But I'm, you know, I don't think I'm gonna be working on this project. But we should stay in touch. And I think like a couple of weeks later, I decided to fly out uh, to Manchester, uh, you know, on like a 25 euro easy jet flight or whatever, and flew out, met the guys out in Manchester. They had never met any of their clients, anybody from WordPress before. Um, they hardly ever went to the big city. Uh, let's call Manchester the big city, and. It, it, it was really funny to me because they already had clients like PayPal, you know, Sony doing microsites and then the Chicago Tribune with a large multi-site. Um, so they already had like a couple of things going on then. And, you know, I, I met up with them and I was like, hey, guys, look, this is where I'm selling this. I have this theme business. I have these themes, whatever. But I'm talking directly to, you know, restaurant owners who want a food menu thing. They want to be able to put up events. Uh, and, you know, this was when custom post types came out. And I was like the big attraction for me to, to WordPress. and I loved leveraging custom post types to create these different content types and make WordPress feel like it was completely something else. And yeah, I pitched them on that. I was like, hey, let's take this and turn it into a SaaS business, right? Where someone goes on a website and they they sign up and then there's there like the builder there, right? And at the beginning, it was very much like a WordPress interface, but then we had like multiple revisions that were just, you know, we used Knockout.js at some point um, and years later, uh, you know, you're from Poland. I, I, I came to speak in, uh, Warsaw, uh, work Poland, 2014. And I think, you know, my talk title was WordPress, but I redacted all the letters in between because to me, you know, WordPress was not going to be the big consumer brand anymore. It was going to be this thing kind of pushed underneath. Um, and you know, that's what I was pitching essentially then that, you know, people were going to build other things on top of WordPress and then the brand kind of falls away um and in some ways that has happened but you know in different ways that we expect but at the time at least you know like that's what we did we we made wordpress invisible in the the SaaS context but that's how we met uh at some point we just you know we kept working together i was involved on the agency side too you know just helping with sales um helping consult whatever it is um you you just kind of mix everything together at some point right like you're all uh passionate about the same thing you're passionate about open source you're passionate about the wordpress project there's a lot of momentum right i could have fallen into like the joomla project or the drupal project and probably been as passionate about it all uh but it would have had i would have it like a different level of success or a different path of success than you know maybe like the the what we had instead with wordpress and this kind of whole honeymoon phase if you will of you know wordpress growing to being like an absolute I don't know, uh, you know, monster in terms of the market size and uh, the the size of the plug-in ecosystem. So that was a very long answer to, to your question. <laughs> yeah, but very very I, yeah. very, very ni- nice answer. I, I appreciate this. And you know,
0: th- this is also there's that component of betting on the right horse. You know, with, with WordPress, there was something that uh, drew your attention and and you bet at uh, at this technology and. Um, And, you know, when I'm listening to this, I I wasn't aware of the, you know, uh, of the story. And this is even more interesting for me because it's like I was thinking about human made as the agency for, like, big platforms. And the original story is, okay, there were uh, big clients at the beginning, but, you know, immediately after this, there was a product to scale. So this is very interesting, you know, um, that uh, product component because... um, there's altis right now, and and I w- I want to unpack all of those boxes. <laughs> and uh, but I'm thinking about this in a way that um, uh, you know I ha- I have a, a lot of friends who who have agencies, uh, software agencies, not only WordPress but you know uh, Ruby, um, uh, Python, and so on. everyone wants to launch its own product. And this is like I wonder is it, is it like. Is the grass greener on the other side? We, we we tried to do this as well with one of uh, like um, with, with a PIM product, a PMI product. But is it like grass is always, always greener on the other side? Because I have also one, uh, um, a friend of mine has a Product business, they have mobile application, very known, very known product application in their category, and they are now starting um, uh, development business because you know they build a great application and they are asked by their friends, okay, can you help us? With, can you help us with this? So the majority of companies start doing product, and but they're a couple of companies that are also starting to do business sorry, services work so th- this is like a little bit counterintuitive but my point is like everyone is trying to see what's on the other side of the you know of, of that path between services and products
1: yeah yes yeah, so, I, yeah. uh, uh, I agree people people dance between the two you know um, I'd say that there's a lot of similarities between the two um, when you know the grass was greener, both on the agency side and the product side, when WordPress was just in its growth phase, right? If you're well positioned as an agency, in 2011, 2012, you know, we were one of the, the first um, WordPress VIP partners, uh, and also we were quite large, and then we're based out of EMEA, and you have 10UP that's like based in the US, you know, there weren't many of us in Europe, you know, there's just enough business for all of us. Um so, I'd say you know both the agency side and the product side has become a lot more mature. Uh, so the the, the the product side has become more productized, and there's there's more product tactics, and there's 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 more iteration, and there's more uh, critical sort of thought and approach in terms of how you build things. And then the same is is, is true on the agency side, right? Like you can't just build you know, just a random website for a customer that doesn't have outcomes, like those, those websites are products in themselves. So you as a consultant, or someone that's, you know, spending a clients money has to also be part of that outcome. You can't just say, Hey, look, we're, we're just coders, you asked us to build this, uh, you, you take a, a certain, assuming that the client is receptive to that kind of approach. Uh, but you take a you, you take part in, in the product that they are building. Uh, So I I think it's, you know, we we are becoming multidisciplinary in terms of how we have to think about these things, because 10, 20 years ago, building a website was the outcome. That was a binary thing. We have a website, it's on or it's off. That's it. And nowadays, just websites on, but like, how much money is it generating? You know, what is what's the attribution model? Uh, Are you, you know, is it the first click? Is it the last click? Like, who's, who's 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 responsible for the engagement the revenue uh, it, it's much more challenging and in in a world like this it's you know sometimes less about WordPress and much more about this overall outcome that is being generated and that happens to be just a bit further away from WordPress than we're used to so uh, but was it ever uh, uh,
0: but was it ever around uh, uh, about WordPress because m- my feeling is maybe you know because we 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 were later. I mean, we started. Uh, we started 2011, but with different business. So we were building mobile applications. So we were like. Uh, I mean, the history is uh, we we were in top top ten um, results for mobile applications in in nice. in in, Pol- in Poland. But guess what? We are building WordPress websites, and you <laughs> know, so 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 th- this this changed. Um, but my 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 take is, um, was it ever? Around, uh, about WordPress or WordPress was always a tool that was allowing you to build stuff quickly? Because I don't I think it was about that... WordPress
1: okay. at, at some point. I, I think there was like that that phase where everything that was WordPress was cool. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to say like it was like a very long phase or whatever, but I think there was like this, this nice kind of growth phase around 2012, 13, 14, you know, where... You could kind of build anything, and it it would sell. I'd say, like I, I I don't want to make it sound that crazy, but like it, you know, like I, I think clients were coming to you to also for like, hey, this we've heard about this cool thing, WordPress. We want to build on WordPress, you know, and like that's just the outcome they want um, because it's it's the platform, it's the tool, and they weren't necessarily you know building towards something else. And you know, the bundle was easier back then because you you would build a website, you throw on some SEO. Uh, you maybe have some custom forms and things like that but then you know beyond like you know a few tracking codes and all that it wasn't there you know maybe someone was hooking into their CRM you know like if you're lucky uh, or they're just like using gravity forms to send an email into the CRM like who knows Uh, you know like a bit more of a shortcut but yeah I'd say there was probably like a a small time frame you know like WordPress is coming up to 20 years next year so I'd yeah, it was definitely a minority of its time uh, in which I I think, you know, WordPress was the hype uh, and, you know, like it was just the grass was always greener kind of scenario.
0: All right. Uh, Do you have this feeling right now, for example, about Webflow, where people wanting to build a website on Webflow want to do this 50% because it's Webflow, new shiny thing, let's say?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's always around, right? Like it's, be it like mid journey or, you know, stable diffusion or, you know, GPT-3 or Figma, you know, like disrupting sketch, let's say. Um, you know, I, I, you can look at like Rank Math, I think on like the WordPress uh, side that has, um, what is it What is it called? What's the SEO plugin called on, Yoast? is it called Rank Math? No, the other uh, one, it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rank called. Math, I think. Is, is it called Rank? Yeah, yeah, Rank Math. Uh, So you have something like Rank Math that has like, you know, grown like very aggressively uh, compared to Yoast, you know, and maybe some of that is marketing or product marketing where, you know, some people have just switched from Yoast to Rank Math because why not? You know, like, let's Mm -hmm. try it out. Uh, So I think there's always a hype factor with things. Uh, And, and, you know, Gartner calls it like the the hype cycle for a reason. You know, people dive into it, you know, being, being more you know impressed by its potential than the actual actual execution and and then you know that's where you then have that um, what's the what's the next phase after the hype cycle called it's like the it, it's it's where you, you you come to realize oh no this is way harder than when you thought <laughs> and that's like the whole bucket of personalization
0: all right i, I have this uh, this um this graph this picture from the book Crossing the Chasm and you know there's a chasm with new product okay you jump this and then you you are on the top of the wave and then this is the best moment to start building something new uh, uh, as long as you're on top of the wave uh, uh, until it's starting to phase out or you know uh, get get slower yeah yeah so
1: the question is do you ride the wave to the end and then paddle all the way back out (laughs) or do you say hey i've had a good wave so far I'm going to stop here and then go back to the lineup, you know, like, what's the what's the decision model look like there? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hear uh, I hear uh, uh,
0: proper surfing wording from no, you. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. <not>. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I well, enjoy
1: being in water. It doesn't mean I'm good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, My friends so, are way so, better than me.
0: Oh, so you so you do serve a little, right? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I I I seen it through you. <laughs> All right, yeah. But you know, on 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 the other note, you know, um, you know, we we talked a little bit about those phases and and cycles, and I cannot ask you about you know your 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 point of what's your point of um point of view about where we are right now because we are recording this in the. Uh, middle of december 2022 yeah. uh, in the midst of um, economic downturn I, recession you know tech companies uh, laying out of people and uh, if i understand correctly you, you joined human mind slightly after last 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 crisis um mm-hmm. after after 2008 and and, and so on so do you see any similarities between those you know periods of time we are right now and what was back then you know
1: i mean like without getting into like the the kind of global economic situation because no. i i i i feel like the contagion of that is probably more widespread than what you know the what the housing crisis did back then uh, so i'm you know if anything i'm i'm more worried about the the like humanity uh the state of humanity and where that's going you know especially in a lot of countries where that i'm surrounded by you know in in, in asia where like these things can you know change quite drastically um but yeah i like nobody's the, the, the I, I think the the interesting thing about, you know, times like this is everybody's an expert, kind of, you know, if you like turn on Gardner or you turn on Forrester, all the industry experts from like our space, or then you, you know, you turn on like, or you read like the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, CNBC, or open Twitter, FT, yeah, or open Twitter. Everybody's an expert, right? And I, I think the only thing that's constant in, in, in times like this is absolute change, like chaos in, in, in some kind of way. Um, so I think, you know, if, if if you take, I think it was Edgar Allan Poe that said it. In, you know, one of his books. You know, believe uh, half of uh, is it believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. Um, and you know, I think I, I, that's I, I, especially true. Amazing. You know, yeah, I think it's absolutely true in times like this. You know, stay close to the things you enjoy building. Stay stay close to the market. Stay close to your clients, uh, and, and trust your gut. You know, like I I like, that's what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's great opportunity. Uh, I think, you know, companies that, you know, raised a lot of capital um, are, are, are being humbled um, by what's happening now. And, you know, they're, they're losing valuations. And, um, you know, like, no, no one person is, is to blame, right. But everybody kind of stacked on top of each other. And, you know, it drove these insane valuations, we all took part in it, you know, in some way or another, be it with, you know, our, our, our vote towards the stock market and purchasing and then selling or whatever that is, we, we all participated to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, this is, this is a a great time where change and, and then some of the more stable things like open source, um, hopefully, you know, are able to, to To say top of mind, or even have like a bit of resurgence uh, as you know a a, a move towards stability, uh, because in some of these you know larger or more you know f- venture-backed companies may experience situations where, you know they they drastically reduce support, they 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 don't they don't deliver on the roadmap they're gonna say you know in terms of innovation, uh, and it all kind of slows down and then the clients like. Did I make the right choice here? You know, should I move to something else that's a bit more stable? You know, WordPress celebrating its 20th year next year is is an incredible milestone. You know, many MarTech companies are nowhere close to that. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, yeah, tr- you know, trust in yourself, you know, in, in times like this and what you see. And, you know, work with your friends, work with your crew, your tribe, whatever you want to call it, and um, ship. All right, yeah, ship, a keyword. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and um speaking of shipping, um can you tell us a little bit more about Altis you know how it started what 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 is the product and why it happened?
1: yeah, good question. so we started when we when we left VIP uh we we, we left so because we wanted to be able to provide more in terms of uh, like the infrastructure and and the hosting and but to, was was to the barrier? Uh, so VIP had a, f- a few barriers at the time and we were able to, uh, you know, acquire new customers because they weren't able to uh, fulfill, you know, certain features and, and we were at the time. Uh, and we were also just, you know, pretty young and, you know, quite happy to do very customized setups that weren't like productized. And, you know, we just learned a lot doing that. And, you know, we have a number of clients still from that day that, you know, are, are hosted by us, which, you know, they're, they're running pretty complex you know setups in, you know many 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 countries, and like that's that's great. But yeah, that's that's where it was born. You know, I'd, I'd say we were always on the upper end of sort of bespoke, customized hosting. Uh, so almost like if you take the top tier host today, and what is, and then what is like that final option of like ah, screw it, we're just gonna host it ourselves. I, I'd say we're in between that 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 spectrum where you know we're 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 very uh, high-end in, in in that kind of customized category. So to think about it differently, we're between like the top tier host uh, on on the market uh, in terms of like a productized host, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're talking about like a WP Engine or a Pantheon or a VIP, and then a client saying, hey, we're just going to do this ourselves um, because these other companies are really large. They have lots of processes. They've really productized it. You know, they they... They have a lot more boundaries, I'd say, around, you know, how they want to do things. And we're quite open to do things in a new way uh, or to, to push the boundaries and, and do, you know, some kind of custom setup uh, where, you know, we're just interacting with different technologies or, uh, you, know, you know, being very accepting of, you know, a, a very different way of, of doing things. Uh, so we have that ability to, you know, to, to be at that level, let's say. Uh, but when we were doing that, we we started growing and you know acquiring more customers. And at the time, it was just called Human Made Platform, uh, which is a bit of a, a weird name, right? Like a human made platform. You know, like on on the agency side, you're like scaling humans, and on the product side, you're scaling machines. And we're like a human uh, made machine scaling thing, like so. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really like Cyber make fun. sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's maybe it's a bit dystopian or something like that. <laughs> it's like uh, the kind of company you'd see in like the movie Gattaca or Blade Runner. But no, human-made platform essentially was, you know, maybe not the best name. And, we, you know, we wanted to productize it. Uh, we were also seeing in a market how digital experience was was growing. And yeah, we we decided to to move forward with Altus DXP uh, at the time, um, you know, having a pretty loose, Let's say definition of DXP. DXP, defined by Gartner and Forrester, is very much like an integrated all-in-one suite or platform. You know, provided by Adobe, provided by Liferay, provided by Sitecore, Epi, which is now Optimizely. Uh, all these kind of different companies have all-in-ones, uh, and obviously we're not, you know, we're not uh, restrictive in that regard. Like we want to integrate with different providers, different vendors. Uh, if you have a different CDP. Um, if you have, uh, if you're using a uh, HubSpot as a CRM, if you're using all these different mailing tools, if you're using Zapier to hack around on stuff, whatever it is, like, you know, we're, we're obviously very open to that, but DXP in, in that sense, you know, we try to do, I, th- I think too much. Uh, and you know, that, that comes down to, you know, me, uh, also in terms of like where I steered the ship. Uh, but I think we try to do too much between the cloud plus, uh, the DX software. And that's why you know now we have uh, Altis Cloud as one and Altis Accelerate as the the kind of separate plugin uh, that we're you know trying to drive to market. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, but did it start like a um, piece of software that uh, allowed you to build websites faster? Was this the beginning of Altis, or did you thought maybe uh, we are lacking in the market a tool that this that, that does this this and this? It would be cool to build it and
1: let's let's do this. Yeah, the human-made platform at the time, and then Altus by extension too. Uh, we wanted this. We wanted it to be very much a framework, uh, so you know, driving a lot of modularity and then driving a lot of extensibility. So providing a lot of foundational pieces like our analytics, uh, be it our experience blocks, uh, whatever those may be, and then also expose them in a kind of frameworky way. Right? It's almost like saying, like, hey, here's here's all the API endpoints. You can build whatever application you want on top. And in that model, what we're saying is here is our platform, our framework. Comes with, you know, everything's already running on AWS. We've had we have it all optimized. We have the software layer that we maintain too. But you, you know, as a platform owner inside of a very large company, take that and mold it to become the thing you want. And then you essentially almost like resell it internally, right? Because you might be CTO of a very large company and then say, Hey, this is large company platform, web platform, uh, whenever you want to use it, you know, come to the IT department, we'll spin up a a site or whatever. And then everything runs within those boundaries and the, 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 the platform that they've customized out of ours. So it's not being, you know, exposed to the Altus platform, you know, in terms of like a branded kind of very unique user experience. And that's, that's where we started. Um, so if, you know, yes, we wanted to create like, let's say a, a, a starting point for enterprise and really like, you know, pretty like large enterprise uh, to essentially have everything they need to build their own web platform using all, you know, the, the, the tools and everything we provide. Uh, so that high starting point is something that we provided. Um, but, you know, as we split out now, we're very much doing that on the cloud side. Uh, So the cloud side is, you know, it still represents that to a certain extent, but it is very much in the hosting territory now. Um, And then on the Accelerate side, like it's very, very different because we provided a lot of these features and functionality before in that framework way saying, hey, you know, here's your API endpoint, here's the basic thing, mold it to your needs. And, you know, now with Accelerate, we're obviously, you know, trying to be much more of a consumer product. So we're, we're having to make those decisions and say, this is the user experience we're going to pursue or, or this one, right, where you're, you're trying to build features that have an end-to-end flow that is funneled um, and created by us. And, and not something that the, the platform owner from an enterprise company dictates and says, oh yeah, we're gonna piece this together like this. And then that's the experience I'm gonna give my users. But instead with Altus Accelerate, you know, the experience is the same for all users. Um, so that's where we're you know, trying to figure out what is the, you know, the best experience for A-B testing blocks, for personalizing blocks, uh, for having global blocks, all at a um, you know, SMB plus level. Uh, so, you know, going down market from enterprise into SME, into SMB and creating something that, you know, fits the WordPress narrative in, in terms of it's intuitive, it's easy to use, uh, it, you know, the five minute install and and then you're good, you know. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're trying to pursue. So the question is... Um, is Altis uh,
0: built on WordPress or WordPress compatible, or a totally standalone piece of software um, that you integrate uh, later with, with what you w- w- whatever website uh, technology you are using?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, Altis Cloud is obviously you know WordPress hosting and completely that, and Accelerate is a you know, it's SaaS backed as in like, we're running our own analytics engine, we're running, you know, a bunch of stuff on the backend, which is running on our servers. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, it's WordPress software. You know, like you you have it inside of your WordPress admin where we're, we're not interested right now to develop on other platforms, I'd say, uh, because WordPress has a unique experience, especially with, you know, the evolution of the block editor. And we want to be able to bring some of these technologies that are exciting in MarTech that are occurring in other places, be it, you know, AB testing, personalization, uh, integrating with CDPs or whatever that may be to WordPress itself. You know, I, I think, you know, this is one of the, the largest challenges that WordPress has is staying relevant to all the hype and innovation that's happening in the market. And some of that is, you know, absolutely guilty of the hype cycle. You know, maybe some of these companies are not delivering, but in a lot of other cases, yes, there's just exciting technologies happening. And, you know, we're still, Talking about WordPress about you know having its, you know, potentially like its REST API, it has this and it has that, instead of saying, yes, it's headless, yes, it integrates with next, you know, and having all these kind of dedicated pages. You know, you you can, you know, and I'm referring to, you know, something like sanity, you know, where like the product marketing is 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 really solid uh, compared to you know the product marketing of of WordPress. So yeah, some of it is also just helping. WordPress anchor outside of its own kind of bubble or sphere, uh, and and becoming more relevant and associated with these emerging technologies.
0: Yeah, so um, this is interesting for me to ask: Is it is is human made more uh, service business, services business, or are you transitioning more into product product based company? What's the major component?
1: Yeah, major components, sole services. Um, you know, that's our bread and butter. That's where we learn. Uh, I still sell services from time to time, uh, even if it's less now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 absolutely that. I think somewhere down the line, we'll always have a bit of everything because we're 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 trying to you know bring WordPress on this journey towards like these these broader outcomes that customers are looking for. And you're not going to find all your answers from one place, you know, from a product or from from your services or whatever that may be. Um, and in that regard, you you know, you try to have a, a bit of a portfolio um, going into yes, you know, like this 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 new cycle. Let's say you know, you use the word cycle before. I think you know, the, the cycle that's coming up, like it's exciting. Uh, I think we want to be positioned, you know, sure, some of it's our bread and butter in terms of the agency work. Um, We have cloud, we're, you know, growing cloud. uh, That's great. And then you have Accelerate, which is like, you know, let's say like the highest risk piece in a a portfolio, uh, which is also exciting. And and that way we, you know, we're able to participate at all the different levels uh, while still remaining human made.
0: And what is the... mm -hmm risk component in in there is it losing the investment of time and you know energy for lost opportunities or reputation you know what's at stake
1: Mm, i i don't i don't think it's reputation um i i'd probably strike down out pretty quickly just because i i think if you know if you fail and you know you're you're able to make retros or you're able to talk about it openly And you're able to admit to those mistakes and you know talk about how you're how you'll change in the future like i i think that's that's great so i you know i think anything you do if you do it the right way it's reputation building even if you fail um yeah i i I think that's where that is so the the risk is lost time for you know what you do and then lost investment in terms of you know you know, looking forward to revenue of a given product over time. And, you know, obviously with product stuff, it, it, it takes longer for, for that to come in. Um, but yeah, that being said, um, I'd say, what's my train of thought there? You're gonna have to do a little cut yeah, there. My but, question, um, my, my, no, yeah, my question, no
0: problem. But my question was, um, what's to lose? You know, because you mentioned that um, the cloud is the most the riskiest part of this, and you know, I understand. That's the accelerator, was. Uh, so, uh, m- my mistake. Accelerate. Yeah, yeah no yeah. risk. <clears throat> yeah, So, so is it like uh, the product is too loose? I mean, it, it, it. This is this is the business, you know, reality. You 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 invest, and sometimes you, lo- you lose the the investment. The product doesn't fit, and and so on. So, is it is it the product that can can be lost, or is there anything else? You know, how do you think about this? Because you you were always I'm asking about this because this is interest this is again interesting. You're a services company building your own product, learning along the way. And um, you did this from the very beginning since you joined the uh D you, you personally human made, but you know, together uh, you did this from the very start. So I would like to know how how are you thinking about this risk versus, for example, people starting uh, their own businesses around the product, like startups. You know, doing uh, you know now it's the time where you can build stuff the easiest. I mean, th- the fastest ever possible, right? So much no code tool. You 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 take a business idea and using um, all of the shortcuts that there are, that um, there are to build something MVP. You can you 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 can do this and and with emerging AI, you know, generative stuff. This is even more possible. And I compare this to building stuff that you are building with products, and this is not so easy as with no-code tools. So this is where I'm coming from, uh, asking you about the risk of, of, of running those two um, two products.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's like I, I'm very comfortable with risk, um, just as from a personality point of view, and you know maybe that's why I always am the one kind of. Uh, behind some of the product stuff that you made, or the majority. And yeah, that's, that's something where we're very comfortable. I think, you know, ultimately, we're, we're very close to clients, we're very close to the product, we're very close to the WordPress ecosystem. And because of that, we, you know, we have a a view into these things um, that allow us to say, hey, we should go build uh, accelerate or, you know, we should, you know, continue to build this feature or that feature for Altus Cloud or, you know, on the agency side to productize certain processes or, you know, to productize the top of the funnel or to engage in different processes. So, you know, I think the lines are, are, are blurred across the, um, the entire business, but, you know, there absolutely is a higher risk profile for something that is not validated and something that does not have product market fit. Um, but... Yeah, I, like the, the biggest risk is is is, is time and money. Um, then the largest risks, the larger risks around the entire business is that uh, let's say WordPress just becomes less popular, or you know consulting hours become more commoditized, or you know you know you, you're talking about AI before like you know do some of these services get offset? Like who knows? You know can does does no code low code actually become you know something that actually displaces fifty percent of our consulting business? You know, who knows? Uh, ultimately, you keep an open mind to these things and you always try to adapt. I think, you know, you can always look at past industries to a certain extent. Um, so if you look at uh, the photographer business back in the day when everybody was shooting with film and then all of a sudden digital came around and disrupted the entire market, and you had a lot of analog professional film photographers saying, this is horrible. They're taking away our business and everything. But then you could tell the ones which were adapting, they moved over to digital. They started using Lightroom. They started improving their processes and, and, and their workflows. And then they, you know, they, they started working on their marketing more because there's just more competition and they, they adapted to the market environment. Uh, so I think the, um, there, there's risk in the entire portfolio. Um, but. Yeah, like this This is such a, these next couple of years are, 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 are so big in terms of change that you, you have to keep an open mind across the entire portfolio and not just one, you know, risk asset or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And when you're building um, all these products, uh, do you have dedicated team or is it, um, you know, because again, from what I'm observing, when, when, when the idea for the product uh, pops up <laughs> pops out when there are people on the bench most of the time Let, let's utilize all of those people who, who are waiting for the next project and then those projects never uh, never materialize because this is not the way to build the product and um, if you want to build a product the, the, this is uh, like the, 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 the wisdom is you have to set up the whole team with a, uh, with a manager over that team and this is a dedicated team. And do you have similar thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, so cloud cloud basically runs as its own micro business within human-made. I mean, not even that micro anymore, but, you know, like it's its own... It's its own business, own management, uh, own reporting lines. Uh, keep in mind that with cloud, you know, we're talking about enterprise. Uh, we have SLAs, um, we have uptime agreements. Like these are all extremely important to us. We want to be able to support our customers to, to the best of our abilities. Uh, and that's not just about like, is is the server up, is it down? But, you know, how, you know, how performant is the stuff they're doing with WordPress really? Can we help out anywhere? You know, we've, you know, we've deflected a 8 billion, you know, page request. DDoS attack, um, you know, uh, I think it was a, roughly a year ago now, which is insane, you know, and you absolutely attack? need it was single a single attack. Ad- yeah. Wow. yeah, it was a single attack. Um, and, you know, like, you have to be in a position with something like cloud to be able to uh, manage those kind of situations, you know, man- cloud is obviously, like, some of the riskiest stuff you can do, because you're, you're, you know, you're, you're holding the person's, you know, the company's site in your hands and running it. It's very different to, you know, running beta software on a single desktop somewhere and, and playing around with it. You know, like that's that's a very different experience to, you know, we're hosting multiple Fortune 500 brands uh, on our ecosystem and it just needs to be multiple fallbacks. And, you know, you talked about reputation before, like that's where, you know, you can take a, a pretty large reputational hit or at the same time. You know grow your reputation like we did you know with this ddos attack uh and and you know being able to deflect that so yeah to, to answer your question like dedicate a team on cloud and then accelerate is much more startupy you know where are like you know we the, the team range is there from two to four um depending on what we're building how you know how we're moving and all that but that's very much like the startup kind of focus and you know as you correctly point out you're not just taking people off the the bench to just come and work randomly on this stuff like you're, you know, we have, you know, the engineers work on this are dedicated product people um, that work on the Altus side. Um, so, you know, if we do have, you know, people that have time for other things, you know, there may be more other internal projects, which are, you could kind of consider their own projects, uh, sort products, you know, be it like our own like website, be it our handbook or whatever that may be. Um, sort of certainly work there, um, you know, for uh, people who are working on the service side of the business, but you know, completely correct that the the people who are working on cloud and accelerate need to be in the flow, the state of mind, um, and you know, having a, an understanding of like what the vision is and where that's going, and and being one with that uh, to be able to drive that forward.
0: Mm, all right, makes sense. Um, and I wonder. Those are the products you're inside WordPress, communi- like WordPress ecosystem, uh, uh, you know, 100%. And with WordPress, there comes comu- community. And I wonder what's your take um, with either, I don't know, contributing uh, community stuff, events, you know, how are you looking at the community? Th- this, is, this is for WordPress, but for other technologies, this is not so uh, present. So you know, and you know, community comes with good and bad, right? You know, things. So I I wonder what's your what's your
1: take on the community? Yeah, I mean, community is integral to to what WordPress is. Like we, you know, like even back in the day when I you know first came out to Warsaw or whatever, like you know, I was just doing the rounds and going to a lot of first time work camps. You know, be it Warsaw, Bratislava, um, be it um, what was the, Prague was one of the first ones I, like that was the first WordCamp they had. And like, those, those moments are timeless, you know, in, in many ways. Uh, and I'm not talking about contributing or anything. It's just like the, the aspect of being in, in it together and, you know, sharing that same overarching kind of baseline of open source is cool, open source is good for the web, um, and then having completely different interests within that. You know, like I might be on the enterprise side, you might be on the plugin side. You might not even work in WordPress, but you just like showing up and contributing to language translations or whatever that may be. Um, And I think that momentum is is quite amazing. Um, You know, across WordPress as a whole and the diversity that we have in viewpoints, diversity of where the revenue is coming from. um, And, you know, like WooCommerce is a great example of something that just broke off and became its own thing. Uh, And that's very amazing. But for for us as a business, you know, like. We've, we've definitely contributed uh, sometimes more and sometimes less. I'd say we're in a less phase now and we, we're trying to figure out how to, you know, come back to a point where, you know, we're, we're meeting Matt's, you know, standard of five for the future. Uh, I think it's five for the future. Um, and, you know, being at, at that level where we're, yeah, contributing in, in, in such a way that we're, you know, just having a an impact on on the open source project in a more sizable way you know like we i think we drove and we drove through in a very big way with like the rest api and you know like joe and ryan working on that um you know that was that was insane i think because you know back then it was like connecting you know, 37 of the web to you know a potential 63 percent of the web, and you know that's that's a great project. Um, but you know, I think in some ways we also have to find what we're looking for to contribute to. Uh, we definitely have individual people in the company that would like to contribute more of their time to to open source and WordPress, uh, and I think you know we also want to look to, towards ways to make making that happen. Um, but it's it it is you know a, a great balance between you know, time, money, resources. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not the easiest thing to just, you know, turn on and off.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm asking about this because um, when I was uh, on WorldCamp Europe um, this June and there was Matt on the scene and the questions were asked, I, I, I felt that because you know, we are building WordPress for a couple of years now, but I have never been involved in the community. And only last year, after the, you know, um, you know, countries opened their borders, you were allowed to travel yep, again. Yep, yep. Word camps uh, were started again. So uh, I'm making up for all of those lost years, let's say. And the community aspect is new for me and you know i'm 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 like uh, like i'm i'm a sponge now you know absorbing all of this uh, human factor uh, a human human aspect of of a community in, inside wordpress and i felt that there was a big not attention but uh, but um, let's call it a tension between uh, you know community math and what i'm trying to say is that it's not easy to build a product which is built by the community you know itself i'm not talking about the plugins that are commercial commercially developed or or products around wordpress but the the wordpress core uh, you know and and all of those people that are committing their own time and effort and then there is the vision of the product and it, 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 it's like with with a corporation or or a startup or you you have to have a clear vision for the product which is wordpress and then there is the community who does the majority of the work development maintenance and i see i see a challenge here because the, there has to be clear vision dictated by as, as little people as possible whereas the execution <laughs> yeah. is on the totally other spectrum where there are there is so many people committing um, fragments of their work, like uh, like a couple of hours here there. But if you multiply those uh, that the effort by the number of people, it's totally different spectrum because those are not uh, you know full time employees. There are of course, but the community are volunteers. So I see th- like um, you know it's it's a very fine balance between. What should be built? What people want to build, and and making it whole, coherent, you know, develop, like roadmap and development, and keeping everyone on board for this. So I I see the, here a huge challenge which I wasn't aware of until I traveled around, you know, for you know, join those WorldCamps.
1: I know what you mean. So we we have you know Matt as a leader, and you know, and in, in, I, I think in this kind of. Um, the, the, kind of ecosystem where we're in, you know, his, his title is, is often, um, the same as other ecosystems where you're a BDFL, you know, the benevolent dictator for life. And that's like the, the role you af- absolutely have to play. You know, like I, I, I think, you know, Matt has done, you know, a really good job of being in that role, uh, because it is extremely difficult. Um, but at the same time, I also recognize that. The, the use cases of WordPress have just blown up way beyond blogging over the years, you know? And that means that something like, you know, Woo, WooCommerce can go off and then have like a dedicated focus. But, you know, I think there's still a big part of WordPress. It's, it's almost like I'd, I'd say, take, take everything that's still branded as WordPress and it needs to become its own brand, you know? And it needs to be like broken down into its own piece. So enterprise is a good example of, you know, something for... Us that's challenging, because like I have no problem with the product. Like I, you know, like sure it has its shortcomings. We want to build these things or these things on a roadmap or whatever. But I think WordPress as a product is great. Like the the challenge I have is at the enterprise level is that you know the WordPress Foundation doesn't market it. Um, it it doesn't have a dedicated you know chief marketing officer. Or chief growth officer or whatever that comes from like the b2b enterprise space and then says hey we're going to have we're really going to drive this like enterprise piece or we're really going to drive like this smb place uh this piece or whatever and we, we don't have those things in, in place so i my you know my, my challenge is less about the, the the kind of code fragments that are coming in and it's more about you know how does how does attention get maintained in, in a time like this where You know, we've had an unparalleled amount of money invested in Martech in 2022. And obviously like that's, you know, going through a change now, and that's the opportunity we talked about before, you know, the chaos and the change and, you know, maybe, you you know, room for something like WordPress to grow again, but we also need to position ourselves to be there. Now, what I won't say is that I like, I don't think that's Matt's job to go do. Um, you know, like I, I think Matt's doing like a great job with Tumblr um and you know he's showing that hey look there's this thing called wordpress over here and i'm going to go outside of wordpress almost and go do this very um ambitious thing called tumblr uh social blogging and you know change the the way that those kind of social platforms run from trying to be you know ad revenue driven to being subscription driven but then also fully powered by wordpress um and now competing against you know twitter uh and and being in that whole saga and you know doing the whole like two uh blue check marks stuff and everything like i think you know matt is fully engulfed in that world um and you know he he did um he did a a podcast with the the editor of the verge uh i forget his name um but like that was just like a week ago or so and you know matt said he's this, this is the most humble he's ever been humbled he's ever been, you know, doing this kind of work before. So you can tell that, like, his whole attention is there. But I think that, you know, many of us need to find our similar callings um, within that space. And, you know, you know, take enterprise, um, WordPress, for example, none of us agencies as one agency can do it alone. But I think, you know, if we band together and create, you know, an alliance, like the Mac Alliance exists, you know, we can create something that tries to take WordPress on this journey, you know, outside of its own bubble, and into that, that, you know, other world where other people are participating, right, where the exciting stuff is. And that is, I think, the, um, you know, like, how I kind of flipped that on its head. And I realize, you know, I'm, I'm not answering the contributor fragment uh, thing at all. But like, I, I think there's just lower hanging fruit or, or, or larger waves to ride uh, that people aren't even seeing, you know, like, it's, it's too insular in, in some in many ways, you know, like, you you can talk about WordPress all day, but if, if you don't take this thing and put on the train tracks and actually shoot it off into this own, into this whole other direction, you're not gonna you know be be around in ten years.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I especially like your take on on the enterprise. I'm obviously you are coming from this world, but uh, this is something I also notice that there is um, enterprise is not visible. I mean, enterprise take is not visible on WordPress and. It might be the case that this is, you know, there is no not a dedicated there is no dedicated position to uh, make sure WordPress is visible for enterprise customers. But maybe there is not so many of them that this needs to be done uh, because some of them will know about WordPress from different um, you know, points of view uh, or, or, or positions and, and so on. And so maybe this is not worth the effort. But at the same time, I see this as a challenge uh, we face as well with, with, with our clients who want to be convinced WordPress is the way to go. So they, they come to us, for example and they want to be convinced they are making the right choice. And, you know, how to do this, right? So so there is not so much um, promise visible that the WordPress is the tool for the enterprise as well, where other companies and ent- providing enterprise software are banging, you know, uh, this message, like take our s- closed software uh, and pay the license fees and so on, because this is made for enterprise, which I, you know... <laughs> I, I won't call names but uh, where, where you take, uh when when you take enterprise software uh, most of the time you can be certain this will look ugly <laughs> and you know this 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 is number one you can be sure of this will be ugly or or clunky because this is enterprise so um what i'm trying to say is that uh i i see this as well but maybe it's not worth the effort from the perspective of the product itself because there's not so many of the enterprise Users and no one is paying any fees. So if we are going to invest this, there will be 500 uh, companies wanting to do this. So maybe this is not the worth the effort.
1: Yeah. So I, I'd say to, to counter that, like we we use the, the we use the word enterprise very loosely um, to to mean like really really big companies, and obviously Martech in many ways over the last couple of years has become a lot more democratized, and you know a lot of companies, big or small, are using the same stuff. So. Like to me it's almost like smb plus you know um you know if, if companies if companies making you know 10 million or more 20 million or more like i think it already falls in, in in this realm of hey we need to do a better job of product marketing and speaking about wordpress in ways that matches the language that the that clients or potential clients are experiencing from other vendors you know so we don't say rest API REST api we say headless right like we we don't talk about um you know like uh plugins we talk about integrations or, or whatever like there's there's a lot of like product marketing i think that can can go a very long way uh and also you know be dedicated in, in terms of having lots of different landing pages uh, and, and speak to how wordpress not only plays nice with all these different other uh solutions that are out there and that people are you and that companies not only enterprise but also smaller ones are using, and want to, to to have the confidence that quite quickly, that WordPress is able to tick a lot of those boxes, when you know, they're, they're playing RFP, RFI, or whatever, uh, to figure out what their next platform is going to be. So I, you know, I, I think if you take pure enterprise of, of WordPress, I that's probably like a billion dollar market, I, I'd say, like, a just kind of thinking off the top of my mind, when I try to add up like agencies, hosts, and all that kind of stuff. Can't forget that companies like Accenture and and Cognizant and all that are also, you know, delivering uh, WordPress publicist Sapien, I'm not even sure if publicist-sapient is, but like the the other two are. Um, And then when you go to like SMB Plus or something like that, like that that market could easily be like 3 billion, 4 billion, who knows, like it's not a small chunk. Um, It's, I'd say like the, put it this way, the SMB Plus, market is of worthy is worthy enough of having its own product marketing that WooCommerce is, I'd say, mm, um, okay. that's how I'd, 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 look at these things. Uh, it, it's, yeah, that's, I think that's what it needs to become. Mm. Like WordPress so, is just too big to be everything. Okay. But it is already everything, but it's, not I, I know, but it's, uh, it, but we can't sell it because you're right. going into client meetings and you're you're have and this is what you're talking about you're having to sell every time you have to sell wordpress and then you have to sell yourself in these meetings mm, sure. and like that stuff like you want to be able to go in like an adobe partner goes in or like a sitecore partner goes in because someone's already bought in and they're like yeah yeah we'll 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 get that stuff You're you're just the agency that's going to deliver it and you're done, you know, like that's, that's amazing. Um, but we need the content and we need the the reputation in the market. We need industry analysts to recognize WordPress as a whole, not just WordPress VIP or whatever, and to, to have respect for a larger, uh, visible enterprisey, or let's say SMB plus SME plus ecosystem that speaks the right language, you know, speaks the the language uh, of B2B. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess if, if if someone would say, "Okay, you are selling me this as an enterprise solution, why I can have the same thing for uh, three ninety nine uh, a month of uh, you know plan somewhere else or, or or whatever," I'm not talking about the throughput we've or, heard all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So how 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 I am? How do I compare to the you know the same software on a different plan? So. Yeah, that 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 that's that's a challenge. And I, I, actually, when when you you are talking about this, it's you know the mm, that the level of difficulty uh, rises expoten- exponentially with the bigger client. So with the bigger um, execution, it's it's much more complex. You know, not linearly but uh, exponentially um, to to build, but also to sell the. The, the platform and yourself. So I guess maybe this is good after all that there is no wording about enterprise uh, because this is a job of the agency to lay out the mm, you know, the the, the solution benefits of, of WordPress for this particular use case. Whereas in, lower in the uh, in the market with smaller solutions this is easier Problems are Smaller, simpler and, uh, uh, and so on. So maybe this is uh, the difficulty level that is preventing from explaining everything to everyone on the same page of you know of WordPress solution.
1: Yeah, I yeah I, you know I, I know what you're saying. I think yeah I I'd say like how you how do you make that SMB SME plus or just like B two B let's just say B two B much easier. Uh, how do you make WordPress B two B marketing that easy for businesses to understand? Because Adobe is you know like taking an extremely complex piece of software which has to my knowledge like or my experience at least like very high like back-end fees and you know just a lot of costs associated to getting up and running but somehow that's being sold and marketed in a very let's say easy way uh at at that C level where you know they're talking about dx they're talking about personalization they're talking about you know uh, customer journey orchestration and all these things their tool can do We should be able to take the power of WordPress, simplify it, uh, repackage it in a way that it matches the um, the exciting things that other companies are seeing when they interact with vendors. So a good example is WordPress has the REST API. It's capable of doing headless in multiple ways, either in like a hybrid way where you're still using a part of the theme or completely headless where you're just like straight into like, next react, whatever it is, or you're just building completely other stuff and something like contentful, you know, a proprietary solution, which like to mine, you know, like er- early days, like contentful, like was the same or worse to, to WordPress in my opinion and did a great job at, you know, marketing the headless thing. And to, to me, like that means that WordPress needs its own product marketing line for B2B. Uh, as opposed to just B to C. All
0: right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm seeing this as well. With with the right wording, I'm I'm observing this from web three perspective, where are you know, browsing websites of projects. To my knowledge, and at least my experience, most of them are on Webflow. That's why I was referring to Webflow earlier because the marketing is hitting the right uh, the, the right note with right people uh, and, and and so on. Especially for Web three, uh, where the decentralization is uh, no big piece of the narrative. Uh, being centralized in a proprietary software is uh, very, very very peculiar. You know, <laughs> the, yeah, <a> technology decision. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, I wanted to ask you as well because you are working. You know, you you are a nomad basically. You 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 work here, here and there, wherever is 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 hotter. And is the whole company one hundred percent remote?
1: Yes, like everybody Uh, has the ability to go completely remote. We have like we still have an office in Matlock. Uh, We used to have an office in Australia. Um, Where else do we? I'm not sure if we had offices elsewhere. I'm I'm sure it's evading me, but. yeah, we only have Matlock now in the UK. Um, mm. And just a few people drop in from time to time. Um, but like, yeah, we're 100% remote.
0: And aren't you tempted to get back to the office? I know you're not, <laughs> but maybe you are. Uh, not For sure not in the UK because the temperature is not matching your yeah. profile. <laughs> your temperature yeah, profile doesn't match my profile. Uh, yeah, but you know, I'm asking about this because um, again, with the let's say changing the mood after the pandemics uh, with the remote work organizations were forced to allow remote were not that they wanted but they were forced you know and now we are observing you know back to the office movement um, or hi- hybrid work or enforced hybrid work and so on so uh, y- y- people calling you know fully remote environments unworkable or uh, totally not um Um, Efficient environments. Uh, What's on? What's your take? I mean, for example, we are we are now 100% remote. We are distributed. We changed our um, uh, patterns of of hiring people. We are always hybrid, but we we were planning to go fully remote and distributed. You know, pandemics helped us make the decision faster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but we are not looking back we 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 are downsizing the office and so on so we are going to move it to push it more and more with our decision but you know we you were there uh, much longer and what's your take on this
1: i mean yeah remote working is like a massive can of worms <laughs> but ultimately like i i at this level, I think it's almost like a human right. Um, I, I'd say, um, you know, especially if you have family, children, other obligations, whatever that is, like if you have the ability, if you work in this kind of field, like I, well, I, I, I think it's just the only way forward. Um, because, you know, what's the point of having someone sit in traffic for two hours, three hours a day or commute or whatever? Um, it's, it's a real struggle. I, I think to, as a manager to, to, to stand to that and say, yes, please come into the office, you know, and you hear all the, the, the horror stories on, you know, Reddit's like subreddit, uh, anti-work or whatever, where, you know, a lot of people are just like, yeah, my boss is like, f- you know, forcing me to come back to the office. I'm just giving in my resignation, you know, like people have money saved up <laughs> and then they're ready to just go and, you know, take a break. Um, so like, I, I think it's cool that people in, you know, at least in some, Economies have that choice to, to be able to say, hey, screw you, like, I'm, I'm not going to go come back to the office and just, you know, look for work when it's kind of convenient again, or they they, they don't feel the pressure to have to have another job, like lined up immediately. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's nice that there is that pushback from the people, uh, if you will. Um, speaking more personally for myself, like I, I really enjoy being around other people physically, um, especially if we're... In flow for something, you know, where we're disagreeing a lot or we're trying to come up with like ideas ourselves and, and trying to, you know, like, let's say build product or startup or whatever. Um, but I, you know, like what I try to do there is, is, is be on the terms of the other people, you know, so like last year, you know, a few of us met up in South Africa. We've met up in Thailand before we've met up in Bulgaria before we met up in Germany before. I mean, I can just rattle off like plenty of countries, but ultimately, you know, some of us just put in the effort to kind of be in the same place at the same time. And like that helps tremendously. And yeah, then we still have the, the benefit of being in, you know, quite a cool place. And, but yeah, I, like I, I, we have no regrets as an organization, you know, like doing remote, like we, the, the, the like even the, the question of like, let's say, trusting employees to do the work or whatever that is like that, that doesn't come into question. Like it's, there's, there's, there's none of that kind of fear, let's say. Hmm.
0: But there is none of this fear because you weren't burned, uh, along the way, or you have some kind of, you know, procedures or it's, you know, you you can catch it uh, at the stage of the recruitment process because you know, you you can, you can either trust everyone or don't trust. Anyone, you, there are those kinds of people where you no, know, no matter what, they will not trust you because of whatever reasons. You know that's the personality of a given individual. So, so um, I, I'm asking because then this is also sometimes hard to make sure everyone are aligned. I'm not saying office solves this thing, but do you have any sort of um, do you have any sort of um, hacks or not hacks for more procedures? To make sure everyone is efficient and working on the right thing,
1: I think you can come up with like a lot of procedures, processes, hacks, whatever. Uh, I think you know the, the the starting point for us that you made was our values, uh, and you know what we believe in. And one of the the values we have is um, start with trust, but work hard to keep it. Uh, I, I oh, hope I, like I didn't it. butcher it. Yeah, I hope I didn't butcher like the words. Um, but that is the es- essence of it. So someone comes in, they're starting to work remotely. You know, if you haven't met them, sure, you know, it's like some humans can be like, I I don't trust that person, I haven't met them, haven't had beers with them, or, you know, or something like some other kind of weird statement like that. Um, like, we, we don't accept that. Like, you know, you should start from a position of trust with new employees. But then it's also on the new employee to um, communicate, you know, frequently, um, be it async across time zones, be it, you know, showing up for the meetings. Um, you know, we're not forcing anybody to turn on the camera, but obviously like, you know, having that kind of presence, um, replying to things in a timely manner, like all these things already, you know, are are really doing a, a lot for you, I think, uh, in terms of, you know, showing that you're, you know, part of the organization and you're trying to, You know, achieve uh, the the same outcomes as everyone else, and you're trying to contribute to that. Um, So I think it's 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 more easily noticed. I you know if you just kind of fall by the wayside, or you know, don't put in the effort to to try and communicate with your teammates and trying to be part of that uh, day to day flow. Like it's and and then at that point, you know, you just have the the normal processes that uh, kick in. So I don't I don't think it's anything. World-shattering, you know, in terms of like the individual processes that we have, but but I think our values and the the system we have there inform a lot of how we think uh, at a much higher level, and that that's all public, right? Like we, I think we have the license under Creative Commons even uh, the handbook. Uh, So yeah,
0: all right, I I I will have a look. Um, You know, I'm I'm asking this as well because um, the you know uh, again among the you know. um, you layoff stuff and so on. There were a lot of companies that were, for example, forcing people to get back to the office. But for example, they were uh, Im- immediately delaying this because there were no office space because they were hiring, uh, you know, d- during the pandemic and uh, they, uh, they were three times as big, but the office didn't 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 grow as much. So it it's on a rotation basis. So Lego is one of the examples that grew so much during the pandemic, hired so many people that they cannot accommodate uh, them in the office at the same time, wanting people to visit the office. So this is this is something interesting, since they hired so many people, they are you know growing. Suddenly they want everyone go back to the office and. And um, what do you think could be the reason? Because they are stating that the uh, like, um, efficiency levels are not there; like people are not efficient enough. You know, the, the results aren't coming. So, is it? I I I don't want you to judge a particular company, yeah, but no, no this no, no. is th- this I've, is not I've, a simple trend.
1: Weird. I think I think it's just weird. Like I. I don't think I've seen a single one of those reports or sorry comments actually show any statistics, you know, sure. like can actually come out and, because we, we all do, like all all the companies are more than like 20, 30 people probably do like engagement surveys at this point and and are doing all these kind of other things and and probably monitoring performance to some kind of extent, you know, like what's your profitability or you know, how much are you contributing to the bottom line or whatever. Like I I'm assuming like you know, these companies that are saying these things before the pandemic had that information and would be happy to write a report on how they did this and that and it it increased whatever thing by 12.31%. I'd love to see that report for these kind of statements. Uh, So I think the onus is on the managers, or, you know, the leadership teams that are saying or making these claims that uh, efficiency is down to, to uh, show that information and then have open conversations about that as opposed to just shooting down remote as, 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 as the culprit, you know, as, as the, the thing that's responsible for it that I don't think is productive. Um, so I, my, my gut feeling is it's more of a reactionary approach and just kind of making stuff up like, (laughs) like, unless I'm proven otherwise, like, Mm. I think that's what it is.
0: All right, all right. And uh, changing gears a little bit uh, change changing gears a little bit, uh, what can we expect from WordPress in, in, in you know what, what's your feeling? You know, I I'm, I'm not saying what WordPress is promising next year, right? But what what would you say we should expect from from this space? And uh, uh, this space means WordPress but also other uh competitors. Comp- competing platforms, you know, from from this ecosystem of um, uh, website tools, what should we expect? Do you mean website tools or yeah, yeah, like D
1: X more broadly? Uh,
0: I, I, will, I I would focus on um, WordPress and l- likes of WordPress, not not mm. the not 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 broader.
1: Yeah, I think it was the. I think it was like the CEO of or the founder of Netscape, like way back in the day said, I think all value is created by bundling or unbundling software.
0: You can only, Um,
1: to earn money, you can only bundle or unbundle. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Like I think that that was the the, the statement he made. And and I I love that because like, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And with WordPress in like at at its beginning, you saw a lot of bundling, Um, everything under one house Content templating, users. Um, uh, then the plugins started rolling out, and those plugins were, um, you know, like WordPress native plugins. So you had like MailPoet or whatever. You know, and that whole cool team uh, for newsletters, uh, Gravity Forms for forms. Uh, but over time, you know, we've 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 seen a lot of those individual things just become, you know, billion-dollar businesses or whatever with like Mailchimp, Typeform. You know, MailChimp was sold recently. I think Typeform was sold to Adobe six, seven years ago, whatever. But like in all those categories, you have, you know, so many tools now. Um, so I think Martech as a whole is, is going through this whole unbundling where uh, the, the the key is, you know, how, how well do you play nice with the other tools and how well do you specialize and, and do well at your own tool? And so like, that's not the you know you, you you limited the scope for me and when you asked a question but i just went outside that scope mm-hmm. because i think it's a it's an important important influencer in terms of what will happen within wordpress um, so to me like wordpress is going through you know a large unbundling where you know instead of having wordpress native solutions you may have a plugin that integrates to a saas platform that is that is it's it's its, it's, its own business and you might have a lot of those kind of setups at the same time you might also start uh, unbundling you know certain parts of the experience you might have a separate mobile app you might have different apps for digital signage or email or or whatever that may be like a lot of that stuff just ran out of wordpress like you know 10 years ago and nowadays like that is just happening in, in in very different places so i you know, like for the next year, I, I don't expect much, you know, I think, you know, like Matt's, you know, just given his state of the word, um, you know, I think the the roadmap pieces are, you know, phase three for, for uh, Gutenberg or the block editor. So we're talking about the whole collab- collaborative kind of multiplayer setup, um, you know, like a, in the more distant future, you're talking about like native multilingual inside of WordPress and, you know, all these kind of cool things. Um, but what he's speaking to otherwise, which I think is quite interesting is, you know, block themes, patterns. And essentially almost like this, like nobody wants to say it, I think, but, you know, I I think at some point there'll be an unbundling of content from presentation. So it's almost like breaking WordPress into two, where the content you have becomes part of a very good content repository tool. And, you know, if you look at, where content repositories have come from, like they've come from like document asset management. So like DAM systems, right? Which were like the little folder icons and everything. Really, really gross stuff, right? Like there was DAM v1, which was exactly that. There was DAM v2, which was like, you know, the last couple of years. Now we have DAM v3, uh, you know, in terms of like the, the kind of like block centric kind of content that's around. Um, but, you know, none of that is all too exciting to me, I think, because I, I think there's still room for a, almost like a V4 like a new kind of content approach or content content management approach, content repository, whatever, like you want to call it, where you're really just almost building content up, like you would uh, a style book, you know, like storybook on react or something like that, where you're building up content from like the, you know, the atomic level into its elements into compound objects. Uh, with you know different responsiveness or different looks for different um, uh, experiences or whatever, or channels. Um, and then some of that, or a lot of that is, is packaged in such a way that it makes sense to marketers and content creators and people who are running campaigns or are just trying to run across multiple platforms. So I think that that separation is almost like, like I think that's inevitable anyway at the SME plus level. But if it becomes smooth enough from a content, like from an user experience perspective to actually live at that much lower level for like, you know, smaller users, uh, obviously not individual users, I think that still has to come as one. Um, And a solution like this, you could imagine maybe runs invisibly for users like that because they're just on the page editor and that's all they do, Um, or you know, like you have that option to extend and to to, to look behind the the, the hood uh, or look behind the curtains. sorry, Uh, look under the hood, look behind the curtains um, and, you know, really start dissecting your content in a way that makes sense for your organization. So I think like that's the the greatest kind of unbundling opportunity that may present itself. And I think we need to build one that is open source um, and becomes a, a, a de facto standard. Because I think from a design or let's, let's take a step back. You, you look at customer data platforms like CDPs, um, they're becoming extremely popular now. So something like Salesforce or HubSpot, you may, you know, have those solutions, but you may actually store your customer data in a separate CDP like segment or MParticle or RudderStack and those, that's then your single source of truth for all customer data across all your different platforms because first party data is becoming so important what is that same single source of truth for your content globally across your entire organization and like that that is the thing i think is is very interesting and you know maybe there's challenges around that because design is more complicated than you know a first name last name um but even then I think you know you can look at like you know Figma or Sketch where they're using like these auto layout tools which all basically work off of Flexbox. And that is like you know, you you have standards evolving to a certain extent uh in terms of what the visuals can look like. So I, I, I think that's probably like the greatest opportunity, but that's not one year away. Um I think that's uh you know a couple of years away. So I, I think in the meantime the the onboarding and, and user experience of WordPress itself is, you know, still paramount, like being able to bring people into the block editor and making them feel empowered. But at the same time, you know, everything we talked about before being that product marketing outside of like the software itself. The software is good. Like we we don't need to change that much there, I think. You know, I think a lot of that's come a long way. Um, so if anything, you know, become better at what we are known for, uh, which is content. And then, you know, start playing extremely nice with the rest of the ecosystem so that people can create those composable DXPs, you know, or those best-of-breed stacks.
0: Mm. Uh, uh, This is very interesting take. And uh, when I'm listening to this, uh, I have a feeling that, again, you you are talking from the enterprise um, perspective. (laughs) Yeah, I am. yeah. This the, the this content that uh, there is this content repository and there is the presentation layer. You know this is this the use case is the huge organization with you know tons of content, different markets, and, uh, and big, a huge big? How big of a
1: company? What, what's, what's your minimum standard? What, what's your what's your guess? How big does a I, company I, need to be in revenue or people? Uh, I guess this not comes from this
0: perspective, but rather uh, the market. <laughs> okay, because 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 this this dictates. I mean, either market. So many 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 markets operating, many languages, translation and, and management of this, or product perspective, or so the offer. So what what is the amount of content the company pro- provides? So um, I guess there has to be there have to be like. Uh, mm, that's a hard, hard guess. I wouldn't like to shoot from 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 the feet. But <laughs> there has to, be, I mean, like from thinking about this, there has to be a content team in order for the organization probably to justify the you know um, or be able to generate this this amount of content that would cause tr- cause troubles managing it. So I, I'm very vague, but intentionally. <laughs> Everything no, no i question. i find it
1: very interesting because we we you know you look at like a lot of small companies where smaller let's say like sme like plus like at the 50 million plus level even like have a crm team you know and that that just runs the crm all day long and obviously like that, that's very important because crms are your revenue generating tool uh so i i completely respect that um so you could argue that you know potentially you know cdp to crm is not as is much more important than content repository or con global content management is to web presentation mobile presentation and all that but i i like I, i'd say in terms of like just a user base um whatever whatever segment has in terms of users uh whatever sanity has in terms of users automatically already fall into that that scope um i still like i still think this needs to happen and my take is that, like I like I said before, I think it it, it will be made invisible for smaller users. Um, you know, like it's almost like saying, "Hey, build your content," you know, inside the page editor, like you do now. But if you want to really like go to the next step, you know, like open advanced or something like that. And you know, you could almost imagine like two software bundles being, um, the two software pieces being bundled together to look like one. Um, and I think that's where you know something like WordPress could. successful Um, but the reason i bring it up is because i think other companies will will try to make a play for this and then we'll try to sort of hijack uh, a lot of open source uh, cms's uh, business by becoming that underlying content tool and then building uh, natural connectors or integrations for content uh, across the board so something that says hey we're free for small sites come try us out all that kind of stuff kind of like segment is now Uh, we use segment like we're a small business you know but we use segment because as as soon as you have like five six tools you're like this makes sense um but i i think that will be a place where proprietary like a proprietary content management tool uh, will try to make a play for a lot of uh your user base uh in terms of going after like that you know 30 that that 40 percent of the web that is wordpress or whatever where some company will say, hey, let's go after that whole content repository uh, piece for SME Plus or whatever. Uh, and I think that can be very disruptive be- to WordPress because obviously that not only minimizes its footprint, uh, but then may potentially also take away some of its open source uh, dominance. And that's something that I don't think should happen. I think the, I think we should work very hard in, in, in MarTech as a community. Uh, we should work very hard towards uh, promoting open source CDPs. uh, So single uh, source of truth for customers, and then open source, whatever you call this content tool in the future, your single source of truth for content. I think if you have those two, as open source solutions that where a company, or an enterprise or whatever is in in full control of their content and their customers, that's then it doesn't matter what they integrate with in the future because you can take pieces away you can put things in but then you're always in, in control of your content and customers and i think that's very powerful
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah interesting and um, i'm also thinking about this unbundling because um this place nicely or not nicely, but I'm observing <laughs> this with with those no-code or low-code tools. Yesterday I saw, uh, you know, obviously chat GDP is a huge thing, it, 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 the, you know, the enthusiasm a little bit faded, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it peaked. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, for example, yesterday I saw a video where mm, there was a platform that you know, a guy basically generated a hundred pages for SEO, like easy SEO pages for a massive, you know, massive website based on Airtable, uh, Webflow, inputs, integrated this with ChatGDP via... uh, um, It's pretty hilarious, I like it. uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. so basically you put the names of the restaurants, you asked for the prompt for the SEO for ChatGDP, you integrate this with the guys' uh, software that was fourth, fourth tool and with Zapier, so it was very easy to populate the content and it was done via a couple of existing platforms and what's amazing is the composability we we have right now so it's you know web3 has this uh, has this uh, you know promise of composability uh, you know uh, being trustless and so on uh, permissionless here you can have part of it with your w- w- with the martech stack that the, that's out there and all of the apis integrations and you can leverage Um, Immensely, you know the you know what what you can achieve, and uh, I'm not saying building quickly, but you know building stuff that wouldn't be able to be built in a reasonable time otherwise. So this is this 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 is amazing, and I'm saying about I'm referring to this because I see, for example, what you are saying about unbundling WordPress that could be or can be or will be possible with those tools. taking a piece of, of WordPress uh, process, you know, pr- build process or functionality and encapsulating this and selling as a, you know, either plugin or a piece of software or taking into WordPress something that will, that had to be built from scratch otherwise. So this is this is very interesting what you are uh, saying. Also from the perspective of bigger, not, uh, not huge, but bigger organization as, <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as fair, you mentioned. Fair, fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is this yeah no is I, I'm with you like I like the, the, the way I look at it is like and I think I'm saying this is the third time like the software is good it works it's great like it's, it's really really good and all the other software that's out there is amazing too and in many ways we're only limit we're only limited by our imagination in a lot of these kind of marketing growth efforts nowadays if you're really a really smart person and you just you know constantly try to think outside the box with how you're gonna do something, you're invariably gonna start playing with you know stuff like g p t three and zapier and some other kind of automation and throw it all together to create absolutely hilarious stuff and yeah I mean I like that's it's very limit like unlimited limitless whatever you want to call it in in terms of vision you know so you know, i you know I rarely see people taking WordPress to its absolute extreme let's say Mm-hmm. and yes. you know breaking it or something like that like that's the the, the, the feature functionality stuff is, is is all very good for a cms i like i'm i'm very impressed by all sure can we improve uh, gutenberg or block editor in its current state yes absolutely it, but is it like you know a, a a very impressive piece of work that is open source and you know has already acquired a lot of users yeah like it's 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 very very impressive but what you do with it is 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 ultimately up to you, you know? Um, and I think that comes back to my comment also about, you know, what do we expect from the foundation or someone like Matt, you know, like it, it, it it's not, a, you know, like he's done a lot, the foundation has done a lot, the contributors across the entire globe have done a ton for WordPress already. Um, but there's a lot I think that's rests on our shoulders to take that, you know, that code and then bring it outside the WordPress bubble in ways that are meaningful and exciting in other contexts, like the, the one you just described, that was like, poof, you know, like really good idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have still one more question. Um, yeah, please. Uh, uh, w- what I was observing recently, you know, in, in Poland, uh, like recent five years there, this was booming software development sector. It still is, but, you know, yes. there there is a ton of organizations, companies, you know, dev shops that are, you know, between 20 to 1,000 people, you know, um, organizations. And so many new started. And then, you know, why would you need in a country, you know, hundreds of software companies? And then the process of... Um, uh, consolidation started do, for, for those uh, Ruby on Rails shops, you know, Python shops and so on. So my question is, do you think it will happen also uh, for WordPress agencies, like consolidation of WordPress agencies, or it's, you know, your your, your take is not, it's go, not gonna happen, it's not needed, there, there are no forces that would, you know, need to do this,
1: be bigger instead of many, many small agencies. I think we've already seen a lot of consolidation uh, in the agency space and the WordPress space. Like a lot of uh, products have been acquired, like on a product side, like if you look at like Syed and stuff like, you know, acquired tons of plugins and, and, and sold yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. But and th- this is product. Yeah. 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 I, on I, the I agency, the same thing. Yeah, the- agency oh, okay. you've seen the same thing. Yeah. You've seen, you've seen a lot of like, we've, All right. you know, we've acquired one agency at least, uh, you know, in our time. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just a very natural course, you know, like, uh, and, you know, even if you look at, you know, you know you're know, you're giving Poland as an example, you know, I think uh, 20 years ago, you know, Poland was kind of emerging as, you know, a shared services business, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of like, big European, you know, corporate uh, companies. And that went through, you know, a, a sort of consolidation too, because it didn't, they didn't just all start off as shared services, right? Like, you know, Citigroup had its HR in, in Warsaw, or its payroll in, in, in Warsaw, uh, a, a Unilever might have had like their accounting out there. And at some point, yeah, they sure. decided, Free hey, leaves, let's yeah. consolidate hey. everything.
0: Yeah, there's like, a ton, ton, ton of Yeah, of, I think um, that's
1: just like, mature, that's just the maturity of an industry, right? Like it's something mm-hmm. starts off, and then you you naturally try to become more efficient as like the honeymoon phase has kind of gone and the hype has died down. And you know, like the music, I don't want to say has stopped, you know, but like it's it's a much harder business and yeah. you, you can't just expect to get, you know, business for free anymore. Uh, yeah, the, and, and that's the where word is cycle Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's cycle exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's bring up the, the word cycle. Yeah, I mean cycle's like a, a, a great place for you know these things to happen. Um, you know, even like when I travel like for for me when when COVID started happening, like that was my kind of green light to to go travel more. Uh, because to me like that just means that everything's a lot cheaper um, in, in certain countries and you know because tourism down so hotel prices are down and all the flights are down um, all that kind of stuff and you know traveling around you just see like a, a massive shift, especially in hospitality where you know like uh, and I'm making this up but you know like 50% of the restaurants that you're used to seeing are just closed down. And all of a sudden there's 50% new restaurants that have opened up and you know digital companies are not immune to you know like things like the pandemic either because companies you know they may have clients that are you know in that in, in sectors that are heavily affected by this um or now you know with just the, the larger kind of global economics uh, issues these companies might also be affected with that and we're seeing like layoffs uh, you know across the board um but yeah, I mean this is this is the natural thing that happens. I I, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, where you either have a you have a consolidation, a, a shaking out of, you know, players, um just lots of change, you know. Like I think that's the only guaranteed thing when, when the market is doing this, that some people just kind of fall off at the top or the bottom. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. You yeah. know, just get shaken out. So yeah. From there they're bull. <laughs> So if they go broke they they need to they need to be acquired um mm-hmm. you know or or go bankrupt so yeah. you know there's there's a lot of I think deal hunting and and things like that for people that are you know still cash flow positive and um, you know very and carry a high conviction in terms of that space uh, mm-hmm. going forward
0: all right yeah thank thank you very much for your for your take on this um and also, thank you very much for for the conversation. Uh, I loved it. And uh, more than welcome. Me too. Yeah. Thank you, then, and uh, see you next time. And sounds good. I'm looking forward to the next time. <laughs> next <year>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next, yeah, 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 we can we can do a summary of 2023 the next time, for example. Yes, let's let's
1: uh, <laughs> let, let's 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 see what what things I said uh, happened or didn't happen, and then <laughs> we, we can, all right, we can right. we can beat we can beat the shit out of the bad ideas. <laughs> uh, done deal. Then okay, okay, I, okay. W- We on. can set up the date and time. One year from now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much, Noel. You're more than welcome. Thank you. If you like what you've just heard, don't forget to subscribe for more episodes. On the other hand, if you've got a question we haven't answered yet, feel free to reach out to us directly. Just go to awesomestudio.com forward slash contact. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode of the Awesome to Know podcast.